Hey everything 90s fam, welcome back to another nostalgic trip down 90s memory lane. For episode 48, my friend Anika and I will be chatting about the iconic sitcom Living Single. If this is your first time listening to Everything 90s, my name is Shalina, I'm a 90s baby and a lover of all things 90s, and I created this podcast to connect and reminisce with other folks who grew up in this wonderful decade. You can reach me on Instagram at everything90spodcast or leave a voice memo at memo.fm slash everything90spodcast. Enjoy the show! Anika's in the house again. <laughs> How's it been? It's been a while since you've been on the podcast, so I'm excited. I don't even know what the last episode was that I've been on because there's been a few. Yes, the childhood books or books we grew up okay, on. Okay, so yeah, that was last summer, about a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, and a lot has happened. I don't know if I could say this yeah. on the podcast. If I can't, I'll just cut it out. But oh, Anika go got engaged, everyone. Yes, I She's did. not living single. She's not living single anymore. <laughs> I'm well, te- technically, I'm still living single till till oh, yes. that marriage. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Solved. Getting too but, excited. Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel? Feels good. Feels good. Got that big <laughs> rock. Hey. <laughs> Well done, Greg. Happened at the most <laughs> magical place in the world, Disney World. <laughs> That's so beautiful. So romantic. Did you cry? I did not. Okay, you're not okay. <laughs> did Greg cry? I, I knew it was coming. I felt it coming, so I was prepared. Okay. All right. That's, that's Fun beautiful. fact, I never said yes. I said, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I took the ring. You I didn't wait for him to put it on. Oh, why? He took too slow? Like, No, he, he, he stood there with the ring and then I yeah. just took it. That's so you. I love it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> then we redid it for, for video purposes <laughs> to oh, make it okay. seem like it. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Love that. Well, congrats again. And Thanks. so beautiful. Today, as I mentioned in the intro, we're talking about living single. When the show first came out, it was 1993, and both Anika and I were babies. Um, and it ran till 1998. And, well, actually, let me backtrack. So in case if for any listeners that does not know about the show, um, it's a sitcom that focuses on uh, six friends who live in Brooklyn, New York, uh, the main characters were Khadija, Sinclair, Regine, who were played by uh, Queen Latifah, Kim Coles, and Kim Fields. Um, they lived in an apartment together. And then their door neighbors were Overton and Kyle, played by John Henton and T.C. Carson. And Khadija's best friend was Maxine, played by Erica Alexander, who lived across the street. Um, but she was always at the girls' apartment. The show centers on them, and then in season five, 
Trip is a new character that comes in, played by Mel Jackson. And the show was created by Yvette, or I always say Yvette, Yvette Bowser, and ran for five seasons. So, Anika, when were you first introduced to the show, and what were your first impressions? So, I feel like, because as you said, we were we were both too young when it was originally airing. So I feel like I first started watching it, obviously, as reruns after school. And I was probably around like middle school, high school age when it was on, I think it was Omni, Omni TV. Omni One? Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Omni One because it used to come on, on like, a rerun block with like Family Matters and then um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Okay, and like nice. I loved it from the from the first moment <laughs> that I watched it. Especially because I I've always loved Queen Latifah, and I grew up watching reruns of The Facts of Life, so I recognized Kim Fields. Kim. So exciting. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I recently started watching it this year, (laughs) and I love it, and I was like, from the beginning of, like, starting Everything Nights podcast, I'm like, I even though I'm not familiar with the show and I'm not a super fan, I definitely have to talk about it and give it flowers, Uh, because back in 2020, there was a little uproar (laughs) about it, Um, and we'll get into that Mm-hmm. controversy <laughs> I don't know if it's controversial but some some tea for you coming up soon but yeah I as a kid I think I remember it being around as a kid I feel like I have seen it on tv probably like in the background when my mom was watching it or something but yeah my first impressions of the show watching it now I just love okay the first thing that stood out to me was the fashion stellar yes man. stellar <laughs> love like kyle's outfits khadijah's outfits all their outfits especially kyle's i i just i'm just like wow i i want some of his outfits like <laughs> mm-hmm. well-dressed individuals and i i really liked how it shows like a positive and relatable portrayal of black women Um, in media and I think overall the chemistry between the cast is really good Um, I haven't seen season five but yeah yeah I feel like it definitely gave that representation well okay the thing about the great thing about the 90s is that that was a time when we had so much black representation in in our media however it wasn't mainstream especially for us being in Canada like mm-hmm. maybe in the states they were able to like have more access to that but for us it wasn't really like i only saw it because it was reruns at like a time when most people weren't watching like it wasn't during prime time and i felt like all of the characters in this show were relatable and it showed us that you're not just like black people aren't just a monolith you're not just going to be like the struggling person who has to to like work three jobs to to support their family or to to make it by 
and we got to see we got to see a, a, a black female lawyer. We got to see a, a black stockbroker. Then we had Overton, where yeah, he was like a handyman, but it was an honest like living. We had mm. um Sinclair who who started out as as working for her cousin at the the magazine, but then she like rose in the ranks and found her passion as an actress. And then we have Khadija who owned a magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have Regine who pretending to be bougie, she's like this bougie girl, but you know that she came from so-called nothing. Like she rose the ranks. Yeah. And like if if the drop of the hat shall be there for her girls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that as well. And how, like to your point, like how, yes, all of them are black, but it shows like the different, the diversity within our our blackness, which is Mm -hmm. beautiful, a beautiful sight. Um, What was I going to say? I also liked how, um, like overall, I like how they, they have each other's backs. And they they support each other through their ups and downs. And also the series, I've only watched a season two, full transparency. But from mm-hmm. what I've seen, um, they also talk about, you know, the challenges that we face when we're not we're not always straight up with our friends or don't feel comfortable being honest with them too. I like how mm-hmm. it, the series t- touches on that as well. Um Really great yes, characters. I, I remember telling you from time, Shalina, yes. living single. You, <laughs> living yeah. single. It's a great show. <laughs> and now I'm so happy that you watched it and like it. <laughs> yes, I'll give I'll give credit to you, Anika, for that. Because <laughs> I think it was back when I did the Black sitcom series. Yeah. I think that's yeah. when you mentioned that I have to do this show, so... Everyone give a round of applause to Anika <laughs> for bringing this show on the podcast. Who are some of your favorite characters? Oh my goodness. I liked all of them for their own reasons. Mm. I I loved Sinclair's sweetness and her, her innocence. And like, yeah, she wasn't the sharpest crayon in the box, but like you liked that about her. And mm-hmm. I loved, obviously, Maxine and her go-getter attitude. Like, she didn't care about nothing. She would, she loved to to make fun of both Kyle and Regine. Like, those yeah. are her two people that she loved to, to friggin' just hit on. Um, Khadija was, like, the everybody's friend. And, like, she would keep it real with you, too. Overton? Eh. <laughs> I, I, I feel that him, way but, too. Eh. <laughs> yeah. He was just a little bit too much country bumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Overton for me had like grew on me kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. at the beginning, same with Sinclair. Like at the beginning, I was not too fond of their characters. I was just mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, but over time as, you know, I watched more episodes and their characters started to flesh out more. I'm like, okay, I guess they're kind of growing on me. Um, and they're so cute together. I like their little, like, when they call Banter. each other nicknames. and ba- yeah. yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I would say my favorite character is Maxine. I just love her. Her she's just so funny. Like her comedic timing, um, her like little liners, jabs, and just seeing how she she's like self confident in her job. Um, and yeah, I, I really like I like Maxine, and I like her and Mac, uh, her and Kyle's Kyle dynamic. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I like their dynamic in theory, but I wouldn't want to have a relationship like that. I'm too soft. I would cry. I I can't take jokes like that. <laughs> I know it works for some couples. Shalina, you are people, a Sinclair. No. <laughs> Minus the the ditzy part, but like the sweetness and everything you're Sinclair <laughs> thank you thank you I, I can be ditzy at times not as ditzy as her but yeah <laughs> uh, my, yeah my, personality our, wise, our future I'm teacher to right here <laughs> you're not ditzy <laughs> you're smart yes got my masters <laughs> yes <laughs> um you're a black professional like the rest of these people in the show hey <laughs> yes even though I'm going through some serious uh, imposter syndrome. Imposter but... syndrome. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, I and another character for me that I didn't really like at the beginning, but I like now is Regine because uh, she's so like, what's the word I'm looking for? Superficial. Bougie, stuck up, stuck materialistic. Up. Yes, yes. And like, it just seems like she just goes through men, like, there's no meaning mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. relation with the, her relationships. But over time, like I, I, I'm starting to, to like her and I, she's funny, like, I like her, her and Max, um, their banter too is, is funny as well. And yeah. it's, it's cool to see it's cool to see like how so she is from my understanding she's um she's Khadija's best friend too right or no no Sinclair yeah, she, she's Khadija's best friend they've been friends since like childhood okay and then Max yeah. how did Max come in the picture are they I believe oh, I think it's university Max, or like no, I think I think they met each other once they like moved in. Like because oh, okay. her being across the street. Oh, okay, okay. There's a there's an episode where they discuss like how the, the group was like finalized. Like the group was ah. only like closed once once Sinclair moved to the, the building to, to move with her cousin. Okay. Adisha. I, I think the, <laughs> the episode's called Back to Back to something. Mm. Okay. It might be in like season three or four. Okay. Cool. Um, I forget what I was going to say about Regine. She, it's anyway, commendable. I like her. Regine, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like Regine knew exactly what she wants and she's not going to back down for anyone, which is yeah. like, that's a quality that we can take from. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Who else did I talk about? Oh, Kyle. Super smooth at first. 
I feel like he was kind of misogynistic, but aside from that, um, I just like one word to describe him, I would say smooth. <laughs> and I was kind of yeah. developing a little crush on him as I was watching the episode. You know, he's like he, he way older than that. me. But he was smooth. smooth. Well, I mean, mm. technically speaking, Shalina, you're watching it through the lens of right now. So like he's this, he's he's your age. He's around your age, maybe even True. younger. Maybe even younger. Because I don't know if they've reached 30 yet. <laughs> no, they haven't. <laughs> true, true. Okay. Which is just so mind-blowing. Like, they're so accomplished, and they're not even 30 yet. Like, what are we doing with our lives? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's another thing that came to mind, too. I'm just like, dang, when I was in my 20s, I was not even close to this success at their level. <laughs> are there any episodes or moments that stood out to you? Yes, I had a lot of a lot of good episodes. Um, a good episode was I don't think you said you're you're in season two, so I don't think you got into this one. Where I believe the episode's called "Hair Raising" or something like that, and it basically discusses how Kyle is a stockbroker and how he has this like big project that he he puts forward, but he's getting feedback that like he should change his look like he should change his hair so to not have his locks he should like cut it off or whatever so he's like having the struggle as to like should he change his hair and change his whole persona and become like less like african per se because you know how he likes his african stuff and Mm -hmm. for the for the purpose of like progressing in his his career so i thought that was a great episode because that's a lot of that's something that a lot of people have to deal with mm-hmm. conforming to a certain image and spoiler alert he did not <laughs> change himself Yay, Kyle good job <laughs> glad you all could make it so it better be good what can we do for you Kyle <laughs> actually this is about what I cannot do for you um when I joined this firm about three years ago, I believed it to be a place where a person advanced because of his or her ability. But I've, I've come to realize that this firm values the superficial over the substantial. But I cannot violate my personal integrity. My hair is not just for fashion. It's part of my heritage. It is a statement of pride. statement by the way which could show our clients that this firm is not only progressive when investing its money but also progressive when investing in its people so gentlemen whether you decide to promote me or not i will not change my hair um another episode i liked was called mother inferior and that is an episode that is between Regine and her mom, which her real life mom plays her mom. Oh, which is that's exciting. So cool. Yeah, and it basically, you know, Regine's always looking for a a rich man, and 
her mom finds a rich man for herself and she kind of gets like irritated that like why does her mom get like this guy and blah 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 and she can't get anybody and like she's kind of like resenting her mom saying like oh she always puts herself forward before her her daughter and then mm-hmm. Khadijah had to put regime in check regime's like oh remember when we were kids i'd always have to go over to your house to till my mom came home or whatever like she didn't care and Khadijah would tell her it's like do you realize why she was doing that she was doing that so that you could have these different opportunities so that you can mm-hmm. get the the gifts that you wanted like she put in that extra time for you and then like that kind of opened up Regine's eyes and humbled her love that well done Khadijah round of applause yes <laughs> well I look forward to seeing those episodes especially the one on on hair super relatable yeah yeah Love Especially because you're on a, a long lock journey. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like Kyle too. <laughs> Maybe. The similarities. Um, uh, but yeah, that's a super relatable topic of like conforming to Euro, Euro, European standards mm-hmm. um, in the workforce. But uh, resist, resist. For me, I would say out of the episodes I've seen so far, uh, there's one episode, I believe in season one, where Regine starts dating Kyle's supervisor or one of his coworkers, and the coworker talks like badly about Regine in front of Kyle's in, Ky- in front of Kyle and Kyle's coworkers. And mm-hmm. Kyle's kind of like torn, like, um, I think I'm about to get a promotion. I don't want to say anything. Um, but also Regine's my friend. Like he's kind of like, I don't know what to do. And then at the end of the episode, they're all at Kyle and Overton's house or apartment. And his coworkers are there too. They're playing, I think they're playing poker or something. Mm-hmm. And then the guy, the coworker that was dating Regine gets upset because he's losing or something along those lines and then he ends up calling all the girls the b word and then kyle like gets up he's like what'd you call them he like flips and he's like no no you got to get out of here and i was like good job kyle stand up for your for your friends female friends and yeah that, that at that moment i'm just like okay he's a good guy even though he had to go through that struggle of like, don't know what to do. Even though he knew what he had to do, but it was hard to make that decision. At the end, he made the right decision, which I respected. Let me tell you, Kyle always makes the right decision. No matter how hard and no matter how you question what is he going to do, he always does the right thing, which yeah. is what I like. Yes. Even when dealing with, with hard-headed Maxine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That couple. Too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kyle. Good good guy. And I, I was watching some old interviews of the actor who plays him, T.C. Carson. And he was saying he drew inspiration from, for, char- uh, for Kyle's character, he drew a lot of inf- inspiration from his own father and other male figures in his life which is cool yeah yeah i wonder like if i were to do a a character 
who I would draw inspiration from. <laughs> I feel like I could only play like someone that's close to my personality. Like I don't think I could play someone drastically different. I don't know. <laughs> Shalina, you can't play somebody loud and ratchet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> somebody in front needs of the mirror, to get Shalina to public. yell. Shalina is not a yeller. I am not. <laughs> or a screamer. I am not. No. I think I've probably yelled. I could count on one hand how much times I've yelled in my life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and gone angry. Maybe like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to yeah, I'm, I'm, unleash the kraken. <laughs> I'm a chill, chill person. Uh, another episode feel, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like in a way you could, well, you, you haven't gone to this part yet, but I feel like in a way you could semi identify with regime because there's an episode where she's watching TV and then they're talking about like, oh, how meat's bad. And she's like, I'm going to become a vegetarian. And then the whole, like all her friends are trying to like get her to, to eat meat and stuff. And like, they have like a barbecue with only meat. And then it seems like she's going to cave, but she's like, you know what? No, I can't. And then they all like respect her for that. And it's like, okay, like we thought that this was just a phase that you're going through, but we clearly recognize that like, this is something you really need. And then I liked how they followed up with it. So like they kept her a vegetarian. I'm like, okay, it wasn't just for the episode. (laughs) Nice. Oh, I could totally relate to that. You know how much mockery I get? still get <laughs> since becoming a vegan that's right people shalina's a vegan <laughs> yes if you if you didn't know now you know <laughs> um wow that's that's kind of cool like how i'm starting as we're talking i i could see myself in the in the different characters i i definitely need more of maxine and khadijah's confidence though <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. That's like, have you ever seen the meme where it's like, you're you're 10 years old and you go see a movie and you basically download the person's characteristics to become your new personality? I feel like <laughs> this is why representation matters. Because mm. if we were old enough to be watching these shows when we were younger, we would probably like download some of these characteristics as our personality. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And hopefully only the good ones. The good Yeah, the good traits. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. But it's not too late. You can change whenever you want. So I'm trying to, to be more bold. Girl, same here. Bold, beautiful, <laughs> young and the restless. That's right. Oh. I need to do an episode on soap operas. Oh my goodness. <laughs> They're never ending. <laughs> oh, I have to. I have to do on passions. I was more into passions <laughs> than Young and the Restless. Like I just watched Young They're and the Restless. Little witch babies. My... Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Side note: There, gonna mark that, pin that. Um. <laughs> uh, I had another favorite episode moment. Um. That I liked. Oh, the one where. I think this is season two. Um, there was an episode where Regine and Max kind of bond. 
So in this episode, they both go to this self-improvement, self-love course, Mm -hmm. um, not knowing that both of them signed up for it. Um, And Mm -hmm. in this course, the woman that's facilitating it is telling them, okay, you need to start dating yourselves, take a break from dating men, the dating scene, and just, you know, focus on knowing yourself, loving yourself, yada, yada, yada. So it was cool to see at the beginning, they were kind of making, poking fun at each other, but towards the end of the episode, they got along and were supporting each other through that time in their lives. So I'm like, oh, that's cute that they, you know, developed a soft side for each other. Just starting your date? (laughs) Mine's over. (laughs) Took me all of 12 minutes to be myself, know myself, love myself. (laughs) Quite frankly, I'm sick of myself. (laughs) Well, I'm having a lovely time. Candlelight, nice dinner, chocolate. (laughs) And later on, I might read a book with myself or play dominoes with myself or call up a radio station and dedicate a song to myself. (laughs) Well, looky here. I'm taking my date uptown. You want to ride shotgun? You're ridiculous. I cannot believe you. You are compromising everything that we're trying to do on the whole point of the seminar. God, Max, I don't know about you, but me, I take my self-development very seriously. And I'm only going with you because my date is dragging me along. Yeah, like as you continue to watch the the, the series, you'll see that they fight all the time, but like they do have their moments. Like sometimes Maxine is like, she's wanting that connection and like Khadija's not there or, or whoever's not there and then it just ha- so happens to be that Regine is the one <laughs> Regine love is that. the one love that you know I wish like in my 20s I wish I had a friend group like that yeah no disrespect to my friends that I, <laughs> that I have but like just because I find my friends are not necessarily friends with each other. Like I know them from like different parts of my yeah, life. Like different, different friend groups. Right, right. So it, yeah, I'm just saying like it would be, it would have been cool if I had that in the twenty in my twenties, um, especially through some rough times I I went through. Yeah, 20s. or even just like how in this show, for example, they did have like they knew each other from different aspects of life, but they all became like one group still. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, I feel like I kind of have that now in in terms of like, I've got Greg, Divi, Adrian, you. So it's like kind of our little groups kind of formed. True, <laughs> to be one that's true. Group. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> Thank you for, for your, yeah, bringing that up, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, I have it. I have it now at 30. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of friends, in 2020, I believe, this is the tea part. This is the juicy part, folks. Um, David, (laughs) she got her mug. (laughs) Double fisting it. In 
2020 uh, actor. See, I'm not familiar with Friends, to be honest, but I believe his name David is David Schwimmer. Schwimmer. Yeah. Um, Schwimmer. Didn't did an interview talking about the history of Friends um, and how it would be nice if there would be a Friends, like an all-Black Friends. He, I believe he said all. it would be nice to see an all-Black Friends and then like all-Asian Friends, just for more diversity, because he was critiquing um, the show for lack of diversity. And then... He was trying to come across as woke. I... I don't know him personally, and I don't know. And I know sometimes when interviews are published, they like take snippets of what people say. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. think we have the full context. But um, in a tweet, Erica Alexander, who plays Max, um, clapped back <laughs> and was like, "Should I? I should read the quote verbatim so I don't mispronounce her. Uh, miss quote it. Who's quote it?" Quote it. The tweet, so Erica's response to what David said, she responded in a tweet and said, Hey, David, is it Schwimmer? Swimmer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Schwimmer? Hey, at David Schwimmer and at Friends TV, are you seriously telling me you've never heard of Living Single? You invented the template. You're welcome, bro. And a follow up to that tweet, she wrote, like a a short essay talking about how Living Single and a lot of other Black sitcoms are marginalized in Hollywood and in television world. Uh, Really great article. I'll link the, I'll put the link in my show notes. But that started something that I feel like gave Living Single more attention in 2020. Um, And I feel like a lot of people probably didn't know about living single because of that marginalization and in and I and it's obvious that friends definitely had more was more popular and got pushed more Uh, both both shows were um, Warner Brothers shows but friends did get pushed more and got more funding compared to living single according to the cast members they talk a lot about that so your thoughts on on that I feel like it's very much like the the success of a show is a lot on how it is like given to people. So for example, the reason why I've seen every episode of Friends was just because it was there. My parents would watch the six o'clock news and Friends would come on immediately after. So the channel was already on there and then it just starts playing and you just sit and watch it. With Living Single, it wasn't like that. Like, it was not presented. And the thing is, with, for example, with The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that is a show that, like, everybody enjoyed and everybody likes because it was presented. It was given to yeah. us. Promoted We didn't well, really get yeah. that with with um, Living Single or, or other shows such as Martin. Because I don't remember seeing Martin all the time, like, when I was a kid. When I was a kid. Mm-hmm. just like there's certain shows that I guess they feel like is only for certain people and like if it's not relatable to the majority of the people then it, yeah. it's just kind of like not given to you and like yeah. that's upsetting because especially in a place like Toronto you're not going to put it on on 
cable. Like, we're yeah. very diverse. Yeah. Yeah, great points there. And a lot of the points you mentioned, the cast themselves have mentioned in, in interviews as well, how Warner Brothers and I think and Fox as well, they, as they do with a lot of Black shows, is just targeted. We're just going to target it to the Black people. Like, we'll just keep it in the little Black people world and not mm-hmm. make it mainstream. There are exceptions, as Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Um but yeah, when I looked more into this little feud, um, it was sad to hear um, the actors' stories and their experiences with uh, du- uh, Warner Brothers and and Fox and how when they saw Friends come out, they're like, wow, that's basically our show. And they saw like over time how differently they got treated compared to uh, the Friends cast. Usually, like, if you got a show that's similar in Hollywood, if you have, a, like, a, a show about a hospital, you know, a hospital drama show, you won't put two of those right next to each other, right? You won't put them up head to head. But for some reason, they put the, the carbon copy of us, we up against each other. So you're mad, you know, because you're not getting any credit for it. And now, nowadays, you know, people talk about, oh, what a great show that was. And it was like, it was based on ours. You know, we don't get that type of credit. So, yeah, yeah. And, and so that, that kind of bothered me, you know, it was kind of flattering. I mean, because TV, you know, like you, you had Jackie Gleason, but back in the day you had Jackie Gleason, that's, you know, that turned into the Flintstones, you know, it's fun, but you acknowledged it for us. We got no acknowledgement. That's, that's the thing that bothered me the most. Um, but when we saw the show, we knew it was a derivative of our show. Um, because it's two separate entities creating, you know, the show, we didn't feel any less. They weren't taking anything away from us. Um, we had issues, other kind of issues on our set. They weren't related to friends at all. You know, so it, we didn't really, we just saw it and we knew, oh, that's our show. <laughs> okay. You know, and then we started hearing that they were getting more money and that didn't sit well. <laughs> but, you know, it kind of is what it is, you know. Well, I'll say that I was aware of the disparities, but we didn't stop working. We didn't stop doing what we were doing because we knew that listen, we were both on the same uh, uh, production under the same production company. And it's clear that they were over there on the big lot, you know, and they were getting their million dollar salaries and their million dollar production, whatever that is. But that didn't stop us from still creating awesome stuff. We were fully aware of it. And it's like we still got to do what we got to do. On top of that, it kind of continues where Friends had a whole like 20 year reunion or 25 year reunion, whatever it was. And then right now, currently, it was New York and now in Toronto, the Friends experience. So it's just given to people like we don't have that. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people who enjoy living single or whatever and it's like yeah we don't get a lot of stuff in toronto and like a lot of stuff is just in the states but like i'm sure they don't even have that in the states where's the living single pop-up where's the martin pop-up where's the where's the fresh prince of bel-air pop-up like that is a very popular one and we don't have that or they don't have that like the math ain't mathing it doesn't make sense (laughs) anika's gonna be writing some emails to folks (laughs) run up together get it together (laughs) But yeah, that's that's a fair point. And like no shade to friends. I mean, 
I, I've never watched it. I've I think I've watched like one. <laughs> well, no shade from me. <laughs> um, We're throwing shade. I, I like think it's I've sunny. watched. <laughs> I've watched one episode, and I it didn't connect with me. Um, I just didn't really find it that interesting personally. But to your point of the reunion. Um, in that same essay I was talking about, um, Erica talked about how friends, I'll, I'll just read it here so I don't misquote, but uh, she said, so it is rumored that Warner Brothers is near an agreement with the cast of friends to unite for a reunion special. She's writing this back before it happened. She said, the special would be for HBO Max, a new streaming service that recently paid million for the rights to the show. Although terms are still being negotiated, each of the six stars may receive between $2.25 million to $4 million for the reunion show. Before you ask, although I was working, I could not participate. I won't post the terms offered for our 25th reunion show. One Twitter battle a week is plenty. Let's just say it was less than two million. So I guess they did have a reunion show, but it wasn't as promoted. I never heard about their reunion, but it wasn't. And you know what confuses me? Like the whole. So like for each episode, they're making so much money, right? But prior to the start of friends were any of these people well known like i swear jennifer aniston or however you pronounce her last name she got popular because of friends no and all the other people I, got popular. i know because- her from friends that's that's my reference points for her for her yeah and like were any of the other people known prior to that You're asking the wrong person i don't know <laughs> so then my question being kim fields was a child star like mm-hmm. she was already well known. Queen Latifah is well was well known. She was already a rapper prior yeah. to this. She already sang. Like she was in she was in movies prior was it prior to this? Or at least she was on an ep- the episode of Fresh Prince prior to, to Living Single. Yeah. Like these people and Sinclair- are not just brand new people. So they should have been getting paid the money that they deserved. They should have been getting paid more than the friends people because they have like basically like a reputation. Like they they're known already. Yeah. Yeah. Fair so once points. again, the math ain't math in. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an unfortunate reality uh that in every realm of our lives as black people we don't face we don't have that same equity and equality as our mm-hmm. white counterparts um sadly call, call it just stems back to colonization Hashtag but, decolonize tv yeah but it, it's i'm glad that you know even though i i haven't watched the full series yet yeah. i'm i'm glad that i'm still able to use my little platform to give flowers to yes incredible show so and i want to continue to do that in the future um because i find a lot i'm kind of going off topic here but 
with a lot of nostalgia content um, out there, it, it focuses mostly on like white singers, white actors, palm colored folk. Yeah, so I'm like, I kind of, I want to, I want to change that, you know, put the spotlight yeah. on folks that deserve, also deserve the spotlight, and yeah. Sorry, which, <laughs> I hope that makes exactly sense. As you had, which exactly as you had said earlier about you watching one episode and you didn't really find it relatable. Realistically speaking, if you're going into New York City, are you going to really find just a bunch of white people? living together you don't ever you barely see any other people of color at least with living single it was more realistic because it's brooklyn you're gonna see black folk Mm -hmm. in a brownstone not in some little apartment yeah and like we did see throughout the show like a varying range of of individuals Mm -hmm. but um yeah, anyone that's um, listening and you're like, what? I didn't know anything about this. Definitely take the time to look into um, the unfair treatment that Living Single received uh, in comparison to Friends. And another thing that was super sad to find out for me is that Kyle wasn't in the last season. Um, he was written off the show. And... I, I later found out through watching interviews of him that he got fired. He basically said that he was very outspoken. Well, the whole the whole cast was very outspoken, but he was um, their main spokesperson. And he would talk about like the unfair pay, the unfair treatment that they received. And he attributed it to their race. Um, and... The way that they fired him was they didn't even tell him up front. He found out through his lawyer, I believe, or agent. The agent basically said, you're not coming back for season five. They wrote you out of season five. And that's kind of how he found out, which is so shady and so sad that so shady. standing up for our our rights and well-being sometimes leads to losing a job. So, yeah, and even some of the cast members were saying that they felt like it was losing a limb because they've been together since the beginning. Like the chemistry was on par from the beginning. It's like losing a family member. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm glad that they did bring him back for the series finale. Mm-hmm. Kind of give us a little bit of closure. Yeah. How so? I've never seen season five. How did the new character add or not add to the to the dynamic of the group? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't add. It was like lackluster. Oh, <laughs> was he not a good actor, or just like it wasn't a? Right it's just as I said. Like opinion? they, the original cast had that chemistry from the start, and then it's like then you lose a limb, and then. You just like kind of get this prosthetic that you're still trying to get used to, but you don't have them long enough to get used to. Hmm. Shucks, that's that's show business, I guess. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Any final as we wrap up? Final thoughts? 
Um, I loved how I like they had an all-star cast of people guest starring. Like they had Morris Chestnut. They had um, what's her name? Oh, jeez. Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Eartha yeah. Kitt. Um. Did you see the one with Terrence Howard? He's so he looks so young. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Um, the guy who played her Khadija's love interest, Scooter. He's <gasps> he's the guy who plays Black Lightning. Yes. I'm like, yeah. why does this guy look so familiar? <laughs> Black Lightning. Oh my gosh, he was so good looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's smooth too. He's another smooth mm-hmm. character. Yeah, that's another thing I like about watching old shows is you see um, familiar faces from other TV shows that you watch now or other TV shows from back back in the day. Yeah. And you just like feel so happy. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I, I guess that's it for this episode. Um, to close out just for fun, where do you think the characters of Living Single would all be today in, in 2022? Okay, so I feel like I was watching some show and I don't know. Obviously, it's one of the those black shows, and I think it was in like the two thousands, but I I cannot piece what the show was. But they had a cameo of Erica Alexander, T C Carson, and oh, we are I looking read about at that. Yeah, we're looking at like it's them, like it's those two, and like they have a daughter, which would have been around Aww. that same age. So Aww. I feel like right now, what could possibly happen would be. Those two had gotten married, possibly still together, possibly divorced, but still co-parenting when their child was younger. But I feel like the child would be kind of around our age now or around the age that those two were when it started. And that like she's kind of having her own living single moment. Um, in terms of Khadijah, I feel like her and Scooter are on again, off again. I don't know if they ever got married. Regine found her her millionaire got married got divorced a few times but now she's happily in love with somebody who doesn't have money <laughs> but she has plot money. twist yeah um overton and sinclair still married still going strong have a few kids do you think they would yeah. still be living in Brooklyn, New York, or do you think they all left? Um, I feel like maybe Overton and Sinclair moved to LA because of mm-hmm. her acting. And Kyle and Maxine basically by coastal or bi-continental basically going mm. between europe and and the states nice and i feel like khadija if she's still with scooter she's going around the world with him on tour nice. however i don't know what she's doing for money because like, she's not going to have the paper anymore maybe she's just going to be like one of those journalists who covered the events that scooter's at 
or she could be like a TikTok, uh, a YouTuber or something. Social media person. Yeah, she would have like her own YouTube channel, flavor YouTube channel or something. Yeah, like she has flavor and then maybe she's employing Kyle and Maxine's kid. Mm. Like their intern or something because they're trying to get their their big break as a social media influencer. Mm. I like that. Where like their their parents are like black professionals, but they don't want to go that route of like law or stockbroker. Like they're more like free spirit kind of creative. Yeah. Love that. Great predictions, Anika. (laughs) Well, thanks for sharing. And thanks so much for doing this episode with me. It's great to have you on again. Anytime. (laughs) And any living single folks out there that's listening, if you have any thoughts you wanted to share, again, connect with me on Instagram at everything 90s podcast. Um, We could chat some more about living single. If you enjoyed this trip down 90s memory lane, why not tell others about it by sharing this episode with them and by leaving a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to further support me as a content creator, consider joining the Everything 90s Podcast fan club at patreon.com slash everything90spodcast. Club members will receive behind-the-scene podcast content, 90s trivia quizzes, access to my movie podcast, The Ones You Forgot About, and more. Thank you so much for your support, and before you go, here's a quick message from my friends over at the Roll Call Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Simone. And I'm Bria. And we're from Roll Call, a podcast where two friends gush over movies and follow an actor's journey from their early years through their blockbuster hit. Each season, Bria and I embark on an IMDb deep dive through the career of a different actor. Oh, but wait! Does that mean you watch every movie? Yes, that means every movie. Our first season, we watched every Jennifer Lopez movie and our second season will focus on Will Smith and we hope you join us on our journey through his career highs and lows. So follow us at Roll Call Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube and on wherever you get your podcasts.